From the Institute for Creative Arts at the University of Cape Town, you're listening to the ICA podcast, where we interview South African artists and curators who perform or curate live interdisciplinary works. I'm Catherine Bull. At the ICA, we think there is a lot to be gained from creating a platform for artists to speak to their work and not just to be spoken for or spoken about. And this is especially true of live art, a transgressive and often radical art form that draws from multiple artistic disciplines and centres on a live, performative event. Here is Professor Jay Pather, director of the ICA, on what has become the rationale for this podcast. Live art involves, besides the actual performative aspects, whether it's the use of a of object, of material, of body, of voice, whatever it is, it's also a profoundly intellectual process. So uh, the thinking is the performing, the the ruminating, the discussion, all of that. It is part of the construction of the ideas of the performance. And so the the, the project of of artists, even thinking about ways in which other people might think about their performance, is exactly what the art form demands. In this podcast, we foreground discussion and reflection as integral to the ways in which we understand and think about live art. In this introductory episode, you'll hear from the artists featured over the course of this series. So you want me to walk and talk? But first, we're taking a walk with Professor Jay Pather on a sunny morning in Cape Town from Church Square, which is in the centre of the city, towards the ICA offices on the university's um, arts campus. So, yeah, the, I, you know, the, the very first time I saw performance was when I was very young. I think must have been like six or seven when I saw an Indian dancer performing a kind of a classical Indian dance and it was just incredible. I mean, I, I immediately, I, I, you know, I felt like um, I was being nourished in a way. I felt like I, I was eating dessert or something. I couldn't quite place my finger on it, on, on what it was. But I, I ju- all I just remember was that my dad used to take us to these kind of uh, singing sessions. And there was always like a dancer and I used to wait for that moment. It was like a luxury. So I think that's the most dominant feeling was that there was a, a sense of, wow, you know, I, I, I could, I, I don't need to eat. I don't need to, I don't need to go anywhere after this. I, a feeling of being completely refreshed. The ICA has supported a range of artists over the past 12 years. It has hosted regular public events like festivals, lecture series and symposiums. And the Institute has also initiated original research in the creative arts since it was founded in 2008. But as we began putting this podcast together, I was interested to know about a much earlier starting point. 
the beginnings of Jay Pather's decades-long career performing, curating and choreographing interdisciplinary art in South Africa. And specifically, the first performance to ever resonate with Jay on a bodily and cerebral level. I think the next most uh, phenomenal moment was actually watching on film the work of Merce Cunningham. This was when I was 19. And uh, it was his dance work, Rainforest. And uh, there weren't too many people in Durban, South Africa, that were, you know, were okay with what Cunningham was doing, which was, uh, you know, he's seen to be the beginning of postmodern dance. But I think what he did do then was come at dance at a completely non-narrative level. And that's what really got to me, was that the movements were seemingly so random and were so non-indexical. In other words, they, you know, they didn't they didn't mean anything, they didn't necessarily mean anything, was so powerful for me because it, it asked of one to really go deeply into oneself to figure out what, it, what indeed was happening. And I think that, you know, an experience like that had a, a really strong impact in my interest in live art and performance art uh, because I kind of found... I found a way, I found a, a kind of a truthful way. Whenever I could, I would always resort to this non-narrative work until I settled down into performance and live art. We'll be diving into the kinds of non-linear forms that have continued to sustain Jay's curatorial practice and research interests. But much more broadly than this, the podcast is about the interdisciplinary focus that drives the work that the ICA does and the artists and the kinds of artworks that the Institute supports. Works which resist linearity and easy categorization. I think we, we are essentially non-narrative. We don't have a narrative uh, to speak up. We have an external narrative, of course. But what is actually... What is actually interacting with that? What is actually inside of that is not is not narrative. It's uh, you know obviously a series of chaotic images that invest in one and and leave one and take one in in various directions. So to to simply tell you a story the way a novel might or whatever is not the function of performance. I think the function of performance is for me, uh, is to celebrate the liveliness and the, the, the randomness of this liveliness. And it takes a great deal of art to, to be able to do that. We begin exploring that great deal of artistic skill, research and exploration that Jay alludes to by speaking to artists whose works incorporate numerous artistic disciplines. Well, I'm Asanda Kumasopotela. I'm a performance artist and activist. My name is Meghna Singh, a visual artist and researcher academic in the field of migration studies and visual arts. I'm Dean Hutton, better known as Golden Dean. I'm a performance artist who came to performance artistry through photography. Gule Mabaso. 
curator of the Michaelis Galleries at the University of Cape Town. I'm Skumbuzo Makandula, visual artist, work with various media, including performance and photography and video. Lesimu Wabizela, an interdisciplinary artist practicing between Cape Town and Johannesburg. Kanyesile Mbongwa, that's my birth name. My ancestral spiritual name is Kamalok Twasa, Kamale Tongo, Umtala Wamanzilanga. Ningumbongo Katulumpu is Sunyamas Nagam Timkulo. Ningumalum Tungumbulaso at Mundi Mingangendaba. Ningumatondo. Tombia Sematinji, Numilaso Kotenu Tokelumbo. Ningumbatano Sandu Tenu Chol. Diamanabaka Hatebe, Um Timkulo, Omashabata, Bagas Tolle. Mondise, Diamano, Amira, Uyansa, Shamako, Shango, No Oya, Diamanum Vale, Otandiwe, No Ogon, City, Togos, Amadabadal. Over the course of the next seven episodes, we'll be inviting you into the recording studio to delve deeper into each artist's practice. But we'll also be moving through Cape Town, visiting different performance spaces and public places that are important to the artists. We are in my studio in Orange Street. This is where the thinking happens. I mean, I think the first thing to mention is, is particularly the choice of the space. It sort of feels like it's underground, just below street level. So this is the Maitland Institute and Container, which is a virtual reality installation art, 180 degree piece. So as you can see, we've got six meter containers in this space. Well, we're on the N2, um, coming from town, heading to Ekukuletu, where I grew up. We need to go there and down the escalators. And then we're gonna go through a passage. And then the passage will take us to where the performance started. We're in Company Gardens. Uh, this idea that beauty can be shared, I think for me Company Gardens exemplifies that. It's one of the few spaces where there's a beautiful part of the city which everybody can access. So, yeah, this is where we are. We're on Darling Road, which a lot of taxis and buses come through. Partly cloudy. Um, as usual, the streets are buzzing. Here is Jade again on audiences' intuitive reading of space in public performance. How you read that space, if it's in a public space, is absolutely crucial. As human beings, I think we're trained spatially and we are hardwired into how we negotiate space with each other, the distance that we stand with each other. We have all of those cues embedded in us. We'll also be chatting to academics and practitioners to hear how they have perceived and experienced the artworks we discuss. I'm Morgan Mjali. I am a performance practitioner and a theorist of um, contemporary performance especially. And my interests are mostly in black post-colonial performance forms. My name is Ngone Fal. I'm a Senegalese curator, uh, specialist of cultural policies and I also teach in universities curatorial practice or art management. I am Warna Siani. I'm a theatre maker and a performer and a producer and a teacher. The focus throughout these conversations is on performance, on site-specific interventions and participatory installations 
that shape and shift our understanding of what we call live art. We return to Jay once more, now in the ICA office. The centre of, I think, what live art is, is about how do you find a strategy for the, the really the ineffable? How do you find a strategy to explore and portray portray that? And I think when young artists do that, it's particularly um, innovating because you realise that there is a lot to be witnessed and they found ways to do that. I think more and more interdisciplinarity has become quite a force because it is a response to a, to any kind of homogeneity. You know, I think in the age of decolonizing, there is a need to re to interrogate this kind of singular disciplinary approach. In interrogating this art form that blurs disciplinary boundaries and gives expression to the ineffable. We want to immerse you in the ways in which artists see, think, listen, respond, and create. But we're also asking, how might the talking and thinking through of complex performative artworks become a facet of the work itself? What better way to explore this question than in conversation with the artists who prompt us to ask it. Our first interview will be released on the 15th of July and the following interviews every two weeks thereafter. Join us then. The ICA podcast is a production of the Institute for Creative Arts at the University of Cape Town. It's edited and produced by me, Catherine Bull. Music in this episode includes Smooth Stone and Anders by Blue Dot Sessions. And from the free music archive, Hard Plateau by Los Mernels. Thanks for listening. See you next time.